This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Hi, it's Pat and Stu. We do a show here uh, every day around this time. No one really knows why. No, actually. Uh, nobody knows. No one seems to know. It's kind of it's a just, mystery. It's one of those mysteries. Hmm. One day we'll know, probably, but yeah. today is not that day. It's kind of the reason we do the show is to figure out why it's happening. Yeah. Um, so. And then one of the reasons why people are so confused as to why we would do the show is because we keep putting this person on it right over here. Uh, that'd be Jeffy. Right there. Oh, hey. He's <laughs> <laughs> just so irritating. I should tell you, we should tell you that oh, we have a walk, and it's a short walk, uh, from uh-huh. the radio show over to the set every day. Right. And well, it's a short think, walk for you, maybe, but I mean, you have to go all the way. Anyway, go ahead. Well, so. you have all those, you know, obviously walking anywhere for you is... is, is Laborious. Laborious. <laughs> yes, laborious. Um, but uh, you should know that in between the end of the radio show and the beginning of this show, the entire thing is filled with insults of Jeffy. <laughs> we should, we should really Facebook is. Live that sometime. Just yes. To show. You know that's a good Give, it, we? give an example. Yeah. Shouldn't yeah. we? Yes, yeah. we should, right? Because they, they, just because we're not on the air does not mean our principles are, are not there. And our principles no. um, are insulting Jeffy. That's what our, it's really the reason we come in every day. <laughs> It's the only so principles we don't break, that's for sure. We, we yes, never break all, that. All our other ones, I mean, jeez, <laughs> you know. Broke I, it all the time. We vote uh, hardcore socialist uh, almost all the time. We show we up. We were secretly we, rooting for Bernie Sanders. Yeah. We loved him. Yeah, we loved him. <laughs> Once the Bernie Sanders thing was over, I was out uh, when that last election. Don't you miss Bernie? Uh, uh, no. Having him to kick around? Not at all. I was watching Saturday Night Live this weekend. Equality. You remind me. Uh, mm-hmm. I was watching Saturday Night Live this weekend, and they were doing a weekend update, which, you know, is oh. so bad. And they are sure so... Is. 
I mean, they are so unabashedly anti-Trump on that mm-hmm. show now. It's yeah. like, even with other presidents, um, you know, they've always been critical of Republicans, obviously, on that show. It's a liberal show. I, I don't think I've ever seen them like they are now. Every segment is another crazy take on how much they hate Donald Trump. I mean, it is really, it is really uh, extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the other day they were like, uh, you know, they said something about how people were worried about who they were voting for. Um, they did, there wasn't a lot, of, a lot of passion for them. Um, there was some study, and then like their joke was, if, if something like, if we only had someone who really connected with the base and had real passion behind him, and then they show a picture of Bernie Sanders, and it's like, you re- realize he lost by four million votes in the primary. Four million. I, I mean, he was not all that competitive and in that primary. Again, a socialist, He's a seventy-four-year-old socialist. God, so weird the praise oh, and man. like adoration that comes from this guy. And the, it was the youth that he really captured. I yeah, but I mean uh, again, you could I say he captured don't them. Understand but that. they lost by four million votes. Yeah, they he did captured lose. I, like people get confused, I think, between how Bernie Sanders did and how he should have done. Which he should have had three percent of the vote and lost in a week. Right. But and he didn't, and he was competitive for a while, and he was it was he was he did you know he was in the picture, but it was not all that close. He didn't need super delegates. Mm-hmm. He didn't need John Podesta's hacked emails uh, to win or, or, or to lose. He just lost. He got destroyed by Hillary Clinton. It was not that, mm-hmm. that. now she, she was so bad that it was closer than it should have been. But that does not mean he was like he really connected all that much. Yeah, Joe Biden, I think we've made this point before, but Joe Biden's got to be kicking himself. Oh, you are kidding. He would be the president of the United States in all likelihood. Or Al Gore. I think Al Gore would have beaten anybody in the Democrat field. And And trust me, yes. He would have probably beaten Trump. It didn't take uh, an email from Debbie Wasserman Schultz at the DNC to say, hey, we should probably get behind Hillary because Bernie sucks. That didn't. That wasn't the cause of Bernie losing. I know. No. And that, I don't be, understand that. It's a very Alex Jones take. It sure is. On that's the reason. That was not mm-hmm. the reason. That was not the sure reason. Is. People vote. Did you, did you ask the <laughs> RNC how to vote? No. No. No, I did, did not. Did anyone in the no. Democratic, any of the Democratic voters be like, well, how am I supposed to vote? What is a DNC? The did DNC I, says Hillary. Okay, I'm going Hillary. Not only did it's I not, not ask, I didn't care no. how they felt <laughs> in fact, about it. If they wanted Ted Cruz, I might have voted a different way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's how, how much I think of the RNC. And I'm not a Republican, by the way. Uh, I'm an independent. That, and in Texas, you're allowed to vote in the Republican primaries, which I did. Yeah. Um, for, I'm not for sure Ted if I'm re- registered that way because I may have when I was young, um, not knowing any better. I, but I, did, you Do know, you remember if they asked you which one you wanted to vote? Pro- because if, if you uh, came in and they said, do you want to vote in the Republican or Democrat, then you're probably an independent. They asked me, like, which one do I want to vote? Because I could have theoretically voted for Bernie Sanders. They, they didn't, so I must be a registered Republican. Jeffy, what are you? I You're registered, obviously, other than a registered sex offender, which one are you? <laughs> uh, when I moved to Texas, I think I, I, think I went Republican because I wanted to be able to vote in the primaries, and I didn't realize I could <laughs> oh, have okay. stayed independent yeah. when we first moved here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's only important in the states where you have to yeah. register to vote. Because Fl- I remember the first time in Florida I was upset because I was an independent, and I went to vote, and no, you can't vote. Wow. In the primary. Yeah, in the primary. I was, come on. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I, you know, I think 
I like the idea. I, I don't think you should be able to switch from Democrat to Republican to vote in the other primary yeah. because that that's a lot of that. You know, like that's Rush sure did that is. thing, Operation Chaos, back in the day, and yeah. the Democrats certainly mm-hmm. have tried to do it as well. Where you, you're a Democrat, you don't you just want to make the other side have problems, and that, that's a stupid. Thing. I mean, I, like I, it was a funny thing that Rush did. I mean, but I mean, it's not a good way to run elections. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know, the the laws. It's more. You'd rather have it so people. Um, vote for someone they actually believe in. Yeah, and you'd, you'd like for Republicans to decide their party and Democrats theirs, right? That's, that's the way it should be. Um, some interesting uh, information coming out of WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. I, I don't know that I fully believe it, uh, but they are le- alleging some pretty extraordinary things that the CIA can do. Here's uh, Jake Tapper talking about it. A stunning look inside the CIA's hacking capability, seemingly straight out of a Jason Bourne film. WikiLeaks calls it the, quote, largest ever publication of confidential documents from the CIA. Documents they claim are from the CIA Center for Cyber Intelligence that reveal the methods the spy agency uses to gather information on targets without them knowing. Among them, turning household items such as computers or smartphones or a Samsung smart TV into surveillance tools, turning your own electronics into spy devices, even when they're powered off. The CIA hackers Mm. are apparently able to bypass encryption on popular communication applications such as WhatsApp or Signal or Confide by hacking the smartphones the apps run on and collecting the data before the encryption is applied. Now, CNN (laughs) cannot independently verify the information contained in these 8,761 documents and files, which WikiLeaks is calling Vault 7. In a statement, a CIA spokesman said, quote, we do not comment on the authenticity or content of purported intelligence documents, unquote. I, I mean, how would you ever confirm the veracity of that report? It's almost impossible because the CIA is not going to tell you. Yeah, oddly, what's, what's strange about this is they really would have freedom to put out whatever they wanted at this point. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if they wanted to, to design a fake program by the CIA, uh, they could really put it out whenever they wanted. And I would think most people would believe it because, you know, so far we've seen most of their stuff has been, generally speaking, accurate as far as it le- well, how you take it is another point. But, I mean, they have been actual documents from the organizations um, they requested or actual emails from the actual hack. Um, so you'd think now they could probably create anything and... And because the CIA has taken a sensible position to say, I'm not going to tell you if these are real or not. I mean, how mm-hmm. can they? If they do that, it, but, you know, that would be a huge problem. However, the other side of it is if WikiLeaks released something that was completely fake, they would not necessarily be able to say, hey, this isn't real. I mean, that's obvious bullcrap. Come on, we didn't do that because they don't mm-hmm. comment on it. Yeah. Um, now, most likely what would happen is they would back channel it to reporters um, if it wasn't real. Um, and they are probably back channeled to reporters that this stuff is real. These are kind of interesting charges, though, that were sort of brought up uh, with the, um, uh, what was her name? Cheryl Atkinson uh, case from the CBS News reporter who uh, was supposedly hacked into. Her computer was hacked into, she says, and turned on, and would, would, that would happen in the middle of the night and watch and listen to her. I, I don't know what information you would obtain while she's sleeping, uh, but uh, that's what she, that's what she believed, and and this kind of backs that up because it says they could even turn on Samsung televisions uh, and eavesdrop on private conversations. 
using the implanted microphone in the TV. You gotta say poor Samsung That's on this incredible. one too, by the way, because I'm sure it's every smart yeah, TV. Sony. But everyone's just saying, you know, mm-hmm. I guess it's in the document, Samsung specifically. But you're telling me they can't get into a Sanyo TV? <laughs> you know, where you got no, no, no they are only the quality TVs oh, can they get into. Only the most expensive <laughs> models. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's got to be like there's some like cr- the poor people aren't worth spying on. <laughs> Is that true, Jeffy? Why are you asking, why are you asking me? Uh, but why, what did I? So your TV doesn't even have to be on, and they can do this. Your what cell that? phone you... doesn't have to be on, and they can do it. Because uh, they do have cameras on some TVs. Like for mm-hmm. example, Glenn owned a TV. Yeah. I don't know if he still does. Um, that had a camera on the bottom of it. And the, the idea was you could do your Skype calls on right. TV, which would be awesome. Oh. Um, right. so it, or a FaceTime. Sh- or I don't know if FaceTime would work. Probably not with Apple in the way they work. But a Skype call on television. And you'd get the huge screen, and then they would be able to see you through this camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a TV that has a camera on it, though. Um, and I don't, I don't think most smart TVs do. I don't think so. So I, I, it, well, how would you hack in? Uh, and you said you mentioned voice command, which I yeah. also don't have. I don't oh, have yeah. a voice My, command. I have a couple of uh, TVs that have the, the capability to have voice command. What was Jason Chaffetz saying that. earlier? I forgot about uh, certain um, people spending on things they shouldn't spend on. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, you're right. assuming that I paid right. for them. Okay. <laughs> 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 that is exactly what I assumed. I, incorrectly. I, I that was silly of you, Stu. It was really was stupid. You but if you don't that. use the voice command, if you don't activate it, then, you know, obviously it's not... I being, think they're alleging, they I seem know, to be alleging the, that the Samsung thing is eavesdropping audio only because, like you said, right. most, most of them don't have cameras, so right. they can't watch you through your TV. But I think one of the things they'd be able to do hacking-wise was turn on the thing that you might have off. Right. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I mean yes. that. If you right. have a voice uh, command off, they could turn it on through the hacking, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that that's would be the I allegation. Yeah. Yes, I think that would be part of it. Um, which is, you know, look bizarre. You know, we talked about the Alexa thing, um, the Amazon Alexa, and again, sorry, I just set off your your Amazon Alexa. Three times. Alexa, what's the weather? Now you're getting your weather, yeah. so yeah. you're welcome. Um, but uh, <laughs> they had that case we talked about where there was Alexa. A- now give me the ten day outlook. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, we had that case where they we had that murder investigation, and they wanted to listen to what was said. And remember, Amazon was fighting it. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who was charged with murder said, go ahead, use it. I have no problem with using it. Go ahead, use Alexa. Okay, Google, give me an eight word for equest, equestifarian. What? Down. <laughs> I just wanted to confuse it. I wanted to confuse the. <laughs> I think it worked. Google. I think it did. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, you know, the WikiLeaks stuff. I again, we talked about this a little bit on radio. I go back and forth between thinking the United States government can literally listen to anything. Yeah. Like yeah. every time I go to the bathroom, they're watching me do it. it I go back yes. and forth between that and, and they really are kind of incompetent. I mean, they miss stuff all right. the time. Um, and, and why don't you stop every- watching me go to the bathroom and look for something bad? Well, like on. a terrorist. Uh, why aren't all the terrorists dead? If you can do all this stuff, come on. Yeah. You know where they are if that's the case. They've uh, all got, they, got, they have cell phones. Uh, tap into them, find out where they are, and kill them. So simple. Simple. From that, if you're thinking in that right. light, it, it makes it hard to believe that they can do all this. Right. It's the iRobot thing, right? When they, or yeah. uh, what's the other one with Tom Cruise uh, and the people in the milk? Minority, Minority Report. Report. I just watched that last night. That's weird that you would really? bring that up. And that's it's a good movie. So it stands the really time movie. a little bit, right? Yeah. But like I the, the, the way those movies are presented is how I sometimes think about the government. 
And that, like, if they wanted to, they would know every single place you are at all times. There'd be no way to get mm-hmm. away. And I, that's probably, it's probably not that crazy yet. It's close, right? though. I was thinking that yeah, as I was watching because he, you know, if you remember the storyline, he's, he's a police officer accused of doing a future crime, which he, he doesn't believe he's going to commit. And so he goes on the run and he has to have his own eyes removed and replaced with somebody else's because your eyes are always scanned for your identity everywhere you go. And so when you walk into a mall, all these things flash up and, and offer you products or, hey, uh, Mr. Jones, you go on a nice vacation to the Caribbean. And they know your name. They know who you are. They know what you spend. They know your habits. They know your income level. It's, it's a fascinating look at the future. And, and some of those things have actually have actually arrived. Yeah. The movie came out in 2002, and it still looks pretty good. It, but- it holds up well. Now, the person to ask here, obviously, is Jeffy on this question I'm about to ask. So I ask this, but seriously, honestly, if you committed a major crime right now, okay, and wanted to get away, you wanted to somehow get away from police, from being detected. They knew it was you, okay? So it's not like an unsolved crime. They know it was Jeffy. How do you do that? Because, and now, obviously, with a crime, it's, it's good, right? We want to catch the criminals. Mm-hmm. But how would you go? You wouldn't be able to spend any of your, you wouldn't be able to go to an ATM and cash. pull out money. You've got to use cash. Right, so you'd have to be prepared, right, to have cash or, in advance. I mean, yeah, or you'd have to, you know, commit other crimes. Right, to or commit other crimes. Yeah. Then you also couldn't use a credit card. You couldn't book any travel, right? So you'd have to have, uh, you'd have to have. Um, ground transportation. Ground transportation. However, you couldn't use Uber. You couldn't use your smartphone at all. You couldn't use um, your car, most likely, because your car likely has a GPS or maybe OnStar or something like that. You couldn't use yours. Right? You'd have to figure something out. Again, you have to, what, steal a car? But again, then it's a stolen car that the same thing is all going to apply. They're all going to be looking for the car. Um, You can't go into any public areas because there's cameras everywhere. So, like, you're really stuck doing what is Eric Rudolph and going into into the mountains and hoping no one ever comes to find you. And eventually, you go to a freaking, uh, you know, uh, a dumpster to get some food, and, um, and somebody sees you. And somebody yeah. sees you. And and th- the point of like, I'd rather go to jail than eat out of a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mm-hmm. I gotta say. So what do you do? I mean, I you know, the guy who stole the billion dollars of gold or the uh, whatever it was. Right. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, the bucket of gold in New York. The bucket of gold in New York. You know. Where would you where do you even go with it? I mean, he ends well, up in Ecuador. You know, even if you get to Ecuador, what are you doing with the gold that's not going to be detected? It would be so difficult. You'd have to be trained. It's almost like you'd have to be Jason Bourne yeah. to, 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 to get away to from this. Bypass all this. Seriously, what would you do, Jeffy? You, you commit a murder, now that you're going to do that. <clears throat> I mean, that's certainly not something. Although I was like somewhere that. this weekend when I thought, and I thought, you know, this would be a good place you could bury a number of bodies here. Right, and like you could get see you. if you but don't mind staying that, there forever. Right, you then, couldn't get in right. and out. Right, It'd be, it's very difficult to get in and out. What would it. you do right now? You commit a, a a terrible crime. You're in the studio right now, and you need to get away. Let's say you can beat you, you can beat the cops from showing up here, so they know you're here. Where do you go? Do you have a plan? Would you have any idea? Because the no. roads around here all are all have cameras or tolls. You'd be caught immediately because unless you plan for it ahead of time, you had all cash. Yeah, you couldn't because you can't use your credit card. You'd have to somehow disable your uh, GPS in your car, because uh, we all have that. Uh, you'd, so you'd have, have to, to leave your car. iPad and all your phone. cell phone home and uh, just drive someplace, I guess, into the woods. I, I don't know, because they're going to find you everywhere else. There's cameras everywhere at every intersection uh, and then in the downtown areas. 
and then in every business you go into, everybody's got cameras. So we're not, while we're not as surveyed as uh, England is, we're still pretty monitored. P- pretty crazy. But that being said, a man picked up a bucket of gold and in New York City and made it to Ecuador with They it. caught him, though. He made it him. to Ecuador. They, now, it, look, once you get to Ecuador... I think he, it was Ecuador. It uh, well, I'm just picking yeah, it up. Yeah, no, he I made think, it far, whatever, though. Yeah, I can't was, remember where well, it was. I know. Um, but, I mean, the point is, like, because I, I remember when I went to Belize a few years ago. And when you fly to Belize, uh, you fly to Belize City. And then the area that we, I went to um, in Belize, you take, a, like, a puddle jumper yeah. over... Over the the, you the know, half of the country, it's a the very jungle. small country. There's only 300, 300 or four hundred thousand people in the entire country, um, so it's a small country. And as you're going over uh, this area, I was looking down because you're flying, you know, a few hundred feet off the ground, you know, maybe a, thousand, a couple, thousand, couple thousand, maybe. But like you're close to the ground as for a mm-hmm. flight. And I'm looking down at the ground. I'm like, there are areas where it's just trees yeah. for as far as you could see. Anything could happen in that area. Like you could, be, mm-hmm. you could be in the middle of there and not see another person your entire life if you could somehow figure out a way to live, you know, um, because there's so, there's so much untouched land in this country that if you plan well enough for it, if you could get there, maybe you could get away with it. But again, yes. when it comes down to how, in my mind, there's no way you could take a bucket of gold, walk through New York City, and they don't have you before you leave the island. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How did that happen? But it, but it does. Know. It yeah. does. It's a lot of retroactive stuff. Like, they can, if they know they're looking for you, they can go back and look at video and find stuff. But if they don't, and until they really realize who it is, where it happened, and they can look, they don't have it in real time yet. And that's the, really the only thing holding them back. And maybe the deal is they didn't know that guy actually Maybe the gold was gone for a while. Right, that, they didn't realize it for yeah. a little while. But yeah. still, it's on a camera, and the guy picked it up mm-hmm. and started walking away with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, that... It's amazing that he did get as far as he got. Amazing. But they so, did eventually get their man. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's WikiLeaks is right, and we're looking at every, everyone's looking at us all either. the time, or if it's the opposite. <laughs> they never can find anything. We do know this, though. Your current phone carrier sucks. Uh, they're using your money to undermine your beliefs. They spend tens of millions of dollars on causes that you probably don't like, like Planned Parenthood and climate change things and getting liberals in office. And mm. It's just it's not good, but there's a great alternative. Patriot Mobile is the company. We've talked about them for a while. They're a great company. They have all the service that you would need from your phone. Nationwide talk and text with high-speed 4G LTE data. The prices are great, and they donate up to 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice. You'll make a real difference just by paying your phone bill. Yeah, doing the right thing is is great, but you don't want to have to sacrifice quality for it. And, you, and with Patriot Mobile, you don't. They'll even buy out your current contract. They'll pay, uh, give you credits up to $500 to get you out of it. And you can keep your phone number and you get all the great nationwide coverage and support the causes that you believe in. Yeah, and a lot of times we say the 5% number going to conservative values. <clears throat> and it's not really true. Because if you think about it, let's say the company you're with now is giving 3% of the money that you're giving them to some liberal charity. Mm-hmm. That, that's an 8% swing. Right, because it's three percent that the liberals aren't getting, and then five percent conservatives are. Yeah. So it, it is yes. a big swing. It it's makes true. a difference. Call Patriot Mobile now. They're going to waive your thirty-five dollar activation fee with a promo code Patent Stew. But you got to use the promo code Patent Stew to get that. Go to PatriotMobile.com/slash/PatentStew or call one eight hundred a Patriot. It's one eight hundred a Patriot. Promo code Stew.
Pat and Stu. Uh, we already have the first state lawsuit against uh, the new Trump travel ban. It's already been announced. Yeah. Eh, give it a second, would you? Shut up. Hawaii has announced it will challenge the Trump administration's revised executive order, the one that blocked travel from six nations. Um, lawsuit will be filed tomorrow. Is that today? I guess today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the lawsuit's being filed today. It's the first of what will likely be many challenges designed to better stand legal scrutiny. Um, I mean, does Hawaii really care how many people from Yemen come to the islands? I, I don't know. They're just opposing just, the president. They're just opposing the president. I mean, you know, look, this is, uh, you know. It's just I, petty politics. Yeah. I mean, they, I also think it's beyond the fact that they have a problem with this policy, which, let's be honest about it, if Barack Obama did it, they would have no problem. Did you hear a word from them when they added additional restrictions for visas from these same countries? No, they didn't say a word about it. They they don't really care. But what they do care about, I think, is the idea that the more Donald Trump is focused on this, the less he's focused on other things. The longer you can delay, again, he's only got two years here of of a guarantee, right, of control. Um, Because after two years, you have a a situation where, uh, you know, the Senate or the House could go to the Democrats. So you got two years where you have control of all three. Uh, It may or may not continue after that, but their job is to run out the clock on these two years, just like the Republicans tried to do with Barack Obama. The question is, will Donald Trump allow himself to get constantly derailed with things like Schwarzenegger's ratings um, and uh, nonsensical battles about uh, whether he was wiretapped or he won the popular vote? Um, So far, while he has done that constantly in the media, there's still been a lot that has been done um, through executive orders uh, at the same time. He's been able to chew gum and walk at the same time. The issue is there's been zilch as far as legislation goes. So uh, at some point, you need to get some of this done. Um, right now, uh, the, we're looking at the Obamacare thing as the first thing they're going to try to do legislatively. It does not look like it's going very well so far. Mm-hmm. Um, most conservatives, I think, are against it. Um, you, know, I, I, you know, whether he can get 218 votes in the House even, I don't think is, is right now plausible. But there's a long way to go as far as negotiation. They went to Ted Cruz and said, hey, Ted, do you support in this? And Ted said... I support negotiating that bill. I support the negotiation process, and you know it's not done yet. So we need to. There's no point in saying that. I yeah, and Rand it or not. said that Trump was open to negotiating. Yeah, and and Jim Jordan just said today that they're going to uh, really try hard to make this better, and I I, I hope they do. Yes. Meanwhile, uh, Jason Chaffetz had something weird to say, and let's see how you take this. Um, he's talking about iPhones versus healthcare. Um, take a look. Access for lower-income Americans doesn't equal coverage. Well, we're getting rid of the individual mandate. We're getting rid of those things that people said that they don't want. And you know what? Americans have choices, and they've got to make a choice. And so maybe rather than getting that new iPhone that they just love and they want to go spend hundreds of dollars on that, maybe they should invest it in their own health care. They've got to make those decisions themselves. Okay, I think the context there helps a little. Helps a little bit. I I think he is saying that we're not going to mandate this, but you should just make a a, a good choice on your own. Yeah, because I mean, we didn't have the part where we're not going to force you. Yep. So we're allowing you to choose, and and you're going to have to prioritize. Do you want healthcare or do you want an iPhone? 
Yeah, that's that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's yeah, it's much much better than we, with that yeah. full that that lead-ins. Uh, the lead-ins important. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, but I mean, again, it's a controversial point to liberals. They they don't want to hear that. And you know, I had people uh, today, kind of uh, a couple people, as we were talking about that, say I could sell all of my electronics and not be able to pay for healthcare. Um, and I think that's true. It's it's less about lower income people than I think it is about young people. Um, young people mm-hmm. a lot of times live at their ha- their you know maybe even at their parents' house. Um, they might be, you know, which uh, they still can until they're twenty six. Until they're twenty six, still stay on the same policy. But that doesn't mean the parents don't have to keep them on the policy, <laughs> right? Like True. you, you yeah. can say, "Screw you, get a job." Yes, um, you don't have to be uh, on your parents. How policy. dare you, Pat? Why don't you come chime in on this one? Uh, this is, I think. <laughs> How many times did I say I don't want my twenty six year old on my insurance? Mm-hmm. I don't want it. I don't want my thirty four year old on my insurance. I don't. It's, it, it's time to branch out a little bit, you know. And, uh, I've never fully understood, your wings. understood this either because you, Pat, your mm-hmm. son comes to you and says, hey, I, uh, I, I got to be on your insurance. I'm 25 years old. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I think you're, what you're going to say is F you, kid. <laughs> Probably not maybe a lot not nicer. In, in those exact words. But well, maybe with F and you. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> no, probably not. You'd say it very nicely, but son, you need to get a job. You need to get your own insurance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you want them to be responsible, though mm-hmm. you want to help. Um, however, if you wanted to help, he can go get a health insurance plan on his own for probably less than $100 a month as a healthy 25-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, and Almost you, for sure. And then you could just pay for it. Like, what is the, the huge benefit of having you on the policy? Because instead of $100, it's $30? Mm-hmm. I, mean, like, I mean, I'm sure there is some difference. Um, because uh, you get a healthy, you get a family plan, but a family plan costs more than a uh, than you and a spouse anyway. Yeah. So I mean, it's still yeah. going to increase the cost of the policy. Yeah. Just what wouldn't increase it as much? It's, I, I've never understood why that's such a huge, glorious benefit. If you want your kid to have health insurance, let them get their own policy, and then you just pay for it. It would be cheaper, I think, than adding them to In a family world, plan. It would. Right? I mean, that's kind of old school know. thinking, right? The old school was, you know, dad's working and it has the family plan and the company's paying for it and here you go. And it, it just it depends right. on how many people are in your family. I, I mean, if you have eight, it's probably cost-effective to be, have them under the family plan. If you have two or three... Maybe not. Then maybe not. And I would honestly be an advocate, uh, and, you know, and health insurance companies get to make these decisions if they want to. But I would be an advocate of anyone you want to pair with, with a health insurance plan you should be able to. Mm-hmm. You, you know, they always yeah. say, oh, you have it on your parents' policy. Well, why can't I put Pat on my policy? Right. Who can, why do you care what who I hell, pay for? What the hell who do you care who I pay for? You know what? In mm-hmm. fact, it makes it easier to be able to calculate risk the larger group you have. I mean, I, I, you know, I think you should be able to be able to go on. Like, let's say there's a website called uh, patentsdoinsurance.net. Because we wouldn't be able to get the .com. You already have it probably, you jerk. You just took it. <laughs> um, but patents2insurance.net. And you go there and you say, I'm a Patent Stew listener. I want, I want to group in, in, into a giant insurance policy. And I'll pay my premiums. And if we want to go through and regulate that and, and, and make sure everyone's paying every month or we all have to pay extra, uh, we should be able to do that. They do have uh, uh, sort of uh, yeah, have these things with like MediShare, which is a little yeah. bit different. It's actually a cost sharing. It's not an insurance company. Um, but... It was a it's a religious uh, group that says we don't we don't want to do insurance, but we want to be able to just help each other. And so you can go and, and, and join those groups. 
Um, and, you know, I thought, I thought, you know, they're going to repeal Obamacare. I bet MediShare is going to have some problems because a lot of people joined MediShare and other groups well, like because it because they were like, I don't want to be part of Obamacare, and mm-hmm. I still want to have some sort of uh, way to pay for my health ex- uh, insurance or health expenses. You know, with the way that Republicans are looking, I don't think it's going to hurt them at all. <laughs> if you avoided Obamacare, you're also going to avoid this. Yeah. Yeah. You know? There's also something they do in New York uh, that's kind of a co-op thing. Um, you join a practice or something for $200 a year, and then you, you get a special rate when you go to the doctor. Have you, you ever hear that when we were in Manhattan? Manhattan has yes. all these different th- uh, doctors who you join, like join their yearly Maybe, yeah, They would be your doctor, something. pretty yeah. much. They're, I mean, they're, they're my doctor. I go to them, and I can get appointments same day, and I can go in there the same day, and it costs less overall. But it's, it's, it's somewhat pricey, but if it's less than probably you'd pay yearly for insurance. So uh, and there's all kinds of creative things we could do. We just don't do them. We don't do any right, of them. Because we've been told for a long time that th- this gets taken care of for you. Yes. As much as like, and I like the private health care system, obviously, it's the same way there. You yeah. go to a job and you're handed a thing and you're just supposed to, well, of course I get it from my job. That's where I work there. They have to give it to me. We're, we don't think about innovating in these areas because you know we're never asked to. Um, you know, we went through a process this this past year of um, changing insurance companies, um, which has been uh, challenging uh, for the for it's the people. It's been a nightmare. It's been a nightmare. Okay, it's been a nightmare. Um, but even the process to get signed up was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had yeah. to go. You had to be. You had to bust out Excel sheets to figure out which plan mm-hmm. you, you wanted to be on. Um, and you know, I don't know about you, Pat, but I spent. I don't know, days. Agonizing over the Excel I mean, sheets. Yeah. Days going yeah, over too. that insurance. I wanted Pouring to make sure, break every, it out, make sure that it was, yeah. which was right, what plan I wanted. It's important though, right? I it mean, is. It absolutely is. It saves us a lot of money and doing God that. love you for doing it. Yeah, bless your heart. <laughs> but I mean, who does that? You know, most people aren't doing that. I, yeah. you know, I just like spreadsheets. Uh, but I mean, to actually like know what is in there, you have to go through there and freaking yes. read all the details and try to figure it out. And most people are just going to be like, no. And even then, we didn't have the information we needed. I just found out yesterday, in fact. Uh, a really important aspect of this insurance uh, what? That, that I didn't even hear about. Oh, well, that would have been nice to know. I don't know, before I lost all my prescriptions. That would have been great. What? That would have been great. Yeah, I'll tell you about it in a second. I don't think they're interested. Uh, North Korea just launched <laughs> four missiles into the Sea of Japan. Uh, the, this is like the other day. Yeah. And there are defense experts who believe the test could be a step toward a super EMP-equipped nuclear weapon, which could take down our entire electrical grid. Yay! Hmm. Isn't that fun? Yeah, I think it's fun. Now, look, we know Kim Jong-un is uh, crazy enough to do it, and now they want to show the world that they're capable as well. Uh, Our government concluded in a 2008 report that this kind of attack could kill... I mean, this sounds so ridiculous to say, but it's actually what they concluded. That type of attack could kill 90% of all Americans within a year. Well, and that's because you lose all power. So, okay, all power is out. We don't have computers anymore. We don't have refrigeration anymore. So all the medications that you used to refrigerate are gone. They're spoiled. All the food that you had in your refrigerators and freezers is gone and spoiled, and you can't do that anymore. And, and then you won't be able to get medicine, and it's, it's, it's a mess. Mm. 
it's a mess. It really is. So that starts with uh, having an emergency food supply on hand because if the stores are closed, you got nowhere to go, you have nothing to eat, you're going to love having this ready to go. My Patriot Supply is ready to help you prepare for a power grid failure of this magnitude. Get a four-week survival of food supply for just $99, or you can go a lot longer. Obviously, with something like mm-hmm. this, you need to go even longer. Uh, purchase free, uh, You're going to get the free shipping as well uh, when you purchase the $99 offer, which is a great way to get started. So order it right now, 888-411-5290, 888-411-5290, or online at preparewiththeblaze.com. That's preparewiththeblaze.com. Pat and Stu, 888 back. Uh, Tom Brady has meal kits now that lets fans eat like him. I want to eat like Tom Brady. I'll bet there's a lot of people in Boston who would do this. Well, yeah, and he's he's known for his – he's sort of a quirky guy when it comes to that stuff. He's very, like, crazy about the, eating the right stuff, and he's uh, very much on that, like, organic bandwagon. And, oh, and yeah? He's deep into that stuff, I guess. Uh, so yeah. now he's got a food service? Mm. Nice. That's amazing. Because, mm. I mean, they're a cafeteria and uh, eating world at their complex in yeah. New England uh, mm-hmm. is uh, pretty good. Is it? Uh, yes. I mean, you pretty much get what mm. you want uh, anytime yeah. you want, and well, however you want it. That'd be nice. That is nice. <laughs> well, so Brady's working with a, some, have you ever heard of Purple Carrot? It's a no. Boston, Boston-based food startup. Um, for 78 bucks a week... $78 a week. They'll deliver ingredients to customers throughout the Northeast, Mid-Atlantic, West Coast regions for six dinners constructed to Brady's training specifications. According to the company, its meals are high in protein, free of gluten and dairy. I'm so done with the dumb gluten thing. We've been glutening for thousands of years. What is this? Watch Somebody help me out with the gluten thing. No. I, it's not, if you really have an allergy to it, I understand. Yep. Few people do. Yep. Very few do. Now, everybody thinks they have a, some kind of aversion to gluten. <laughs> they sure do. But you don't! It's a new description for everything that's wrong. It with sure it. is. Bread! It sure is. It is. <laughs> I, I'm a, I cannot tell you how many people I meet that are gluten-free. Oh, oh everybody all, is. And every time we say stuff like this, they say, no, you don't understand. I, I, yeah. I used to have a temperature of 98.8 yeah. my whole life, and now it's 98.6. Right. Oh, that was obviously a gluten problem. <laughs> There's always something that But I will tell you, it doesn't sound bad. If I can spend, how much is it? 68, 78, 78 bucks? 78 bucks a week. 78 bucks a week, and I'm going to end up looking like Tom Brady? Okay. You're not going to end up gonna looking happen. like Tom Brady. Okay. Sorry, Sorry that's not going to happen. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I will say, though, if you these plans you know, can be uh, can be pricey at times, and... But if you if you eat like this, well, that's only for one person. It. it sounds like, right? That's yeah. not going to feed the whole family for three hundred some dollars. The whole family doesn't need to look like Tom Brady, just me. Okay, <laughs> you're never going to look like Tom Brady. You know what happens if you look like Tom Brady? Tom Brady kills himself. That's what happens. <laughs> you know, well, I would. You could maybe get down to Alex Jones lookalike, though. You could get to that. I mean, that is a possibility. That's out there for you. I will say, there's been there's been moments uh, <laughs> yeah. where members of this show have been thinner. Okay. Yes. Um, uh-huh. when, when I say members, I mean 100 percent of, all, of the, all participants of the and show. Someone sent a clip the other day. Oh, oh look, at, look at this clip! And you're just like, I, I just want to. I want to. I, I put the phone down. Mm-hmm. I walked away. 
I, I know exactly which one you're Je- talking about. Really? Because Jeffy mean, I, looked like he weighed 80 pounds. I walked away. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, I was, I was, I, I, I just walked uh, away. Oh man, it's amazing, and I, it's amazing every time because I'm on a decent stretch right now. Like where I, I am too. Okay. I'm like, Jeffy's I'm on a good down about 14. I'm feeling good. I'm okay. 14. That's great. Uh, Pat's doing pretty well, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we go through these moments, and when I'm in a moment where I know. I'm, I'm eating, I'm feeling okay, good, and I see that, I don't even understand how I blow it. Like I, I don't even understand it. Like right now, I'm like, I, you know, just relax. Don't eat, don't eat the 15 cheeseburgers or pizzas right. or whatever. Like I just don't do it. And yet every time I'm in the other mode, I can't understand how I can possibly eat light. <laughs> it's so weird how it just runs your life. I know you're so I, funny about that damn clip because I'm telling you, I saw that. I actually, I am not joking. I put it down and walked away. I, there's a, it was damn embarrassing to show you that there actually is a limit of how far <laughs> we would push Jeffy. <laughs> I watched this clip. I went to go retweet it and I stopped myself because I was like, really? you know what? I don't want Jeffy to see that one. I it was too late. I was already <laughs> there because so, they already tagged me in it. Yeah, I was it was I was so pissed. Well, it just happens, you know, and you, you know, it's amazing how fast it happens. I, I just, mm-hmm. I mean, I understand. You might look at us and say those guys don't have any self control, which is would be a good, it's a smart place to start. Okay, I got it. But it is amazing to me. Most of the things I do in my life, I have some level of control over. I mean, right? I show up to work every day. You know, I I I, uh, I I do, I pay all my bills. Mm-hmm. I save for retirement. Mm-hmm. I do I do so many things <laughs> in which I show some level of discipline. Yet with food, eh, eh, whatever. <laughs> I'm not on drugs. And with the, eh, eh. But with the, <laughs> wait, that Pat too. <laughs> if he can get his prescriptions worked out, yeah. Eh. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Colin Kaepernick, really good news. He'll stand for the national anthem Ugh. next year. Yeah, what, what, what principle? What a principle. Is he going to be standing at home uh, watching yeah. the games you know, on television? I hope Very well so. might. I, I, I hope so. Is anybody interested in the guy? Mm. I wouldn't be. Now, to be fair, I would not be interested in him as a player without this because he's terrible. Yeah. Right. Um, so I would not have any interest in him. I mean, if you couldn't, if, if this guy could not work in Chip Kelly's offense, he is worthless. <laughs> it is legitimately the perfect offense for his skill set. That's true. Um, and he couldn't even achieve in that offense because he's terrible. Um, so I would not even now. You're gonna have you need a th- you have a third string opening. You know, if the like the Bills have Tyrod Taylor back, you got a third string opening because they're kind of is similar in skill set. You know, although Taylor's better. Maybe you put maybe. him in your third string. Maybe. I mean, you got to be but like that in NFL. T- a team is going to take him. Probably somebody is. Because I mean, it's the you know it's the network, and he can play. The, he can actually play in the league, good or not. He can be better in the league. But it's agonizing that they will. Mm-hmm. And he I, shows I no be. ability for growth. He has done nothing but regress since he entered the league. Right. I mean, and, and the only reason, the only reason that he's saying that, oh, I'll stand for the national anthem. It's too late. Yeah, and, and the only reason he's saying he is because he wants money. Yeah, he wants his money. Screw you. He wants because every you had your chance because the fact that you have to get over the hurdle of him being a terrible quarterback, and then you have to get into the point where okay, he's a terrible quarterback, but I'll take a chance on him. I mean, that, he's a good they'll guy. They'll say that. They'll say that. Not. But when they say, you know, I got to deal with this freaking national anthem uh, nonsense in the middle of my trying to get this team ready for a third string right. quarterback. No thanks. No. That's where I would day, be. No. Yeah. Because even if I thought he was. 5% better than the other guy that I had, I'd be like, I don't want the hassle. 
And, you know, that, ha- that happened to Tim Tebow as well on yeah. the other side, which makes no sense uh, to me. But they didn't want to deal with the circus. so they to just... Michael Sam. He's still whining about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it happened to Michael Sam. But I, I mean, he says it happened yeah, to Michael well, Sam. Well, I think it did. I don't. I don't. I do. I don't think he was good enough. He actually uh, but... rated ahead last year of Case Keenum. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right. He went wow. a horrible year. Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Was awful. Oh, that's your boy. And Jared Goff. <laughs> well, he didn't have... I mean, Look, you know, oof. Goff's a rookie. I know. Uh, outside of Goff, do any of those people have jobs next year? Uh, I mean, Keenum will be a backup somewhere. Bro, the Osweilers, they got to retain him. They're paying him too much money. Osweiler likely will be a backup but probably be, to somebody like I Tony Romo. he'll be a backup to Tony Romo. Right. But they're paying him too much this year. They have to keep him. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents to coming up in a minute. And I mean, Denver's Fitzpatrick a- might not even be in the league. Yeah. I mean, he, he might be a back. He might be and, a backup. Denver's backer. already said. Speaking of Houston, Denver, I think has already put their hooks into Romo. Man, I mean, if Denver, Denver has. Romo, they're right back to the most favorites. Darn it. Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. All right, well, we talked about uh, how they're uh, starting to uh, eat animals in uh, Venezuela, in the zoos, and, uh, you know, coming to a zoo near you will be people looking for food and killing animals. So enjoy your animals at the zoo while you can. In France, (laughs) just the other day. Wait, what? What? I'm not sure I understand the story there. Go to the zoo. You go to the zoo and people are eating animals? Yeah, people are eating zoo animals. Because they're so hungry? Yes. Like lions? That's, They're eating lions? That's the Venezuelan diet, diet which uh, you may be seeing a little bit more of on the Wonderful World season coming in April. All right. <laughs> but yes, there have been... So, 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 the, so the, the, the just unbelievably shameless pandering is beginning already? <laughs> well, it's already? only a month away. I, mean, wow. I can't even... First of all, Wow. Pat, I think it's April 14th. Pat, first, between first, you and me, I don't know that the show's actually going to be on. That's what you, I hear. Too. You I have hear already been scheduled to appear, <laughs> and so have you, by the way. Yeah, buddy. Uh, wow, you, we cut a a passionate, moving public service announcement for a charity uh, that you don't know about. That uh, that you, that Pat. <laughs> it was a it was an African charity. There's puppies mm-hmm. involved. You're oh, gonna boy. love it. You're gonna love it. And oh, Jeffy. Boy. Uh, happy to be a spokesperson for a Venezuelan diet product that I think you're going to really appreciate. So, so I mean, in France, got some good yeah, stuff thank coming. you. I can look forward to the wonderful world of stew mm-hmm. new season. Mm-hmm. What season is it again? The eight, seven, something like that. What? Something like that. So what, what else you got? Uh, people came to work in this zoo in France, and their white rhino, the 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 all-powerful, mighty white rhino that we all bow down to, and it was almost extinct not long ago, and now they've brought it back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Somebody shot it in the head twice, chainsawed the horns off, because the white rhino horn dust is worth thousands of dollars an ounce as wow. an aphrodisiac. In, uh, oh, in uh, So they're starting to kill animals in zoos in Europe. Oh, man. I mean, that's not good. No. That's not good, people. Stop killing animals in zoos. And they're just doing it for money. Just po- poaching. In a zoo. Why go to, why go to Africa? Why, why go travel yeah. to another continent? I can do it right here. <laughs> Save some cash. Amazing. I mean, thousands of dollars for dust. And yesterday, I teased a little bit about, we talked a little bit about it off the air, but joining the likes of uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Carl Malone, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, Dirk. Dirk. Yes. 30,000 30, points. 30,000. 
Sixth Come NBA on, player in history That's, to do so, and he did it in a great way. Was he was on fire from the start, and, and he needed to score 20 points and did yeah. it in like a quarter and a half. Yeah, um, they say, yeah, middle of the second quarter, right? Ten think, minutes left in the second quarter or something. Yeah, like early second. Yeah, um, He hit, uh, I think it's for seven shots. I mean, he was just on fire. It was a great way to do it. And he did yeah. it against the Lakers, too, which, you know. That's fun. A little added, yeah. a little added spice for you. Yeah. But that was great. And he's, you know, one of Number the best Number one of all time. Uh, favorite athlete in uh, Dallas, Texas Metroplex uh, ever. I, you can make the argument, I think, quite convincingly. <laughs> Pat and Stu, it's a date without women day. Uh, yeah, we've actually sent all the women on the show home mm. uh, because, uh, and, I, and I say that as a male telling a woman what to do. Um, but no women are allowed on the show today. You know what they say? A day without women is like a day without nagging. <laughs> Wait, who says that? <laughs> they do. I, I don't know. I, I think it's wrong. I, I, don't, I don't want oh, them to the, say that, but they say that. I don't like that. And I, I, I don't like it. I, I've asked them to stop saying it, but they won't. Jeffy, uh, a day without women for you. Uh, what does that mean to you? What does that mean? A day without women is a day without somebody in the kitchen cooking dinner. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. What do you want? A day without women is... Well, go ahead. Keep going. Because I want people to know why? when they say, why are you so mean to Jeffy? I want the evidence out there. <laughs> We're mean to Jeffy because of moments like that, which are frequent. Uh, uh, for, for stating facts? Mm-hmm. Yes, for stating facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess this, uh, the, big, uh, the big place everyone's talking about is, I think it's Alexandria, Virginia. Yes. Um, where they, uh, so many teachers called in sick or, or said they wanted the day off that uh, they just closed the school. Which is great for working women who mm-hmm. actually have to go to their job or maybe get yeah, fired, unlike them. teachers. Yeah. Yeah. It punishes them. Yeah, it punishes them. That's great. That's, That's great. Really a nice job. Good job there. And what are you going to accomplish? Like, we're going to say, oh, my gosh, wow, that day was so awful. I don't ever want it to happen. So what so, are your demands? What, what are we so? So we should fund Planned Parenthood. So there'll be uh-huh. <laughs> right. less. What, we're going to impeach Donald Trump because you don't like him. Uh, I don't know. What happens? These days are so stupid. Stupid. It's just a way of, you know what it is? It's a way of a bunch of organizations that uh, want your money for women's rights to get your email address. Mm-hmm. You'll, oh, I signed up for the day. Oh, did you? Uh, now they're going to be spamming you for donations for the next you know, six years. Good luck with that. It's probably, you know what? It's probably a man who thought it up. <laughs> it yep. probably is. Mm-hmm. It probably is. Mm-hmm. All right. Also, we have, uh, you know, I, I, one of the objectives maybe is equal pay for I equal guess. work. I don't know. When but, is that going to happen? I am. I mean, that has right? to happen. Do you has know to they happen. Make, they make three cents on the dollar. For every dollar a man makes, women make three cents. Embarrassing. I can't even say it. Yeah. I mean, so, that has to be fixed. Well, they've, tar- they've tackled this problem at uh, Prager University. Here's a look. The 77 cents on the dollar statistic is calculated by dividing the median earnings of all women working full-time by the median earnings of all men working full-time. So dumb. In other words, <laughs> if the average income of all men is, say, $40,000 a year, and the average annual income of all women is, say, $30,800, that would mean that women earn $0.77 cents for every dollar a man earns. 30800 divided by 40000 equals 077 but these calculations don't reveal a gender wage injustice. Oh, boy. Because they don't take into account occupation, position, education, or hours worked per week. 
Even a study by mm. the American Association of University Women, a feminist organization, shows that the actual wage gap shrinks to only 6.6 .6 cents when oh, you factor wow. in different choices men and women make. And the key word here is choice. The small wage gap that does exist has nothing to do with paying women less, let alone with sexism. It has to do with differences in individual career choices that men and women make. How about I mean, that? You know, this has obviously wow. been one of my favorite stats for a long time. And yeah. we talked about it on the show. Every time we get close to the stat, we're like, all right, let's just hear it again. <laughs> I know. The women gay. Because I think it's fascinating because it's one of those things that's so ingrained in our society uh, that women are, are treated terribly and they, they have this wage gap that people don't even question it anymore. Mm -hmm. it, it just, it's, it's just assumed as accurate. And even with all of this information, and this is not from right-wing organizations, Prager University obviously is a conservative uh, organization, but like mainstream economists, they, they, they looked at this, as she pointed out, a feminist organization did a study on it um, and, and found almost no wage gap whatsoever. And remember, there's a higher standard of proof on their claims, which is it's not that there just is a wage gap. It's a wage gap that is fueled by sexism. Uh -huh. you have, they're actually saying the intent of the wage gap, if it were to exist, would be sexism. And the the ultimate argument on this, um, which was uh, you know made by a guy who wrote a book called Why Men Earn More, um, he was a feminist and he was the head of uh, the National Organization of Women chapter of New York City, and he thought you know what, I mean I'm a feminist but I'm also a capitalist and I thought you know women are making seventy seven cents on the dollar and, and it was actually less that stat was less back then, you know what I should do is start a company and just employ all women. Because I can pay them, let's say, 85 right. cents on the dollar and save a huge amount on staffing, mm -hmm. and I will make all this money, and I will easily outperform all of my uh, competition. And what he found was women make different choices. They, they prioritize their family more. They don't, want, uh, all, you know, they don't want to do dangerous jobs or work uh, you know, as many crazy hours because, you know what, they made better choices and they actually care about their families a little bit more than men <laughs> in general. I don't mean to bash men here. And the point is that what he found was he couldn't operate the company like that. It didn't work. Huh. Um, and, you know, that is uh, something we – all of these things are things that we know. We obviously know these things are true. Are, 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 are true. We obviously know that men and women are different. Mm -hmm. We obviously know that not one out of every four women gets raped at college. But these stats just get thrown out there, and you're just like, well, I guess if they're saying them, I should believe them. you got to look deeper than that, and I'm glad uh, they're doing that here. Uh, we have another clip. Uh, this is, uh, again, kind of explains the career paths and the cho those choices, how they make this into a real wage gap. Georgetown University compiled a list of the five best-paying college majors and the percentage of men and women majoring in those fields. Number one best-paying major, petroleum engineering, 87% male. Mm. Number two, pharmaceutical sciences, 48% male. Three, mathematics and computer science, 67% male. Four, aerospace engineering, 88% male. Five, right chemical mm -hmm. engineering, 72% male. Wow. Notice that women outrepresent men in only one of the five top-paying majors by only a few percentage points. Pharmacy. Now consider the same studies list of the five worst-paying college majors. Okay. Number one, counseling and psychology, 74% female. Wow. Two, early childhood education, 97% female. Three, mm. theology and religious vocations, 66% male. 
uh-huh. for human services and community organization, 81% female. And five, social work, 88% female. Here, it's the women who lead in all but one category. Even within the same profession, men and women make different career choices that impact how much money they make. Take nursing, where male nurses, on the whole, earn 18% more than female nurses. The reason? Male nurses gravitate to the best-paying nursing specialties, they work longer hours, and disproportionately find jobs in cities with the highest compensation. That's a huge one, too, that nobody yeah, talks about. nobody talks about that. You guys are willing to, you know, for whatever reason, they will move away from their families. They will travel to other areas. You know, and like if you're working in a, in a rural area where maybe the pay isn't as high, they'll move to a city and they'll try to make as much money as possible. Guys are motivated generally by money more than women are. Um, so that re- is reflected in these statistics. I mean, willing, being willing to relocate is huge. We used to talk about this, um, one of the books we, we did, uh, I don't know if it was Arguing with Idiots, one of the books that we did, Inconvenient Book, and talking about the difference um, of whether you would be able to move. What's the difference? Well, we went to one city, I don't remember what, what the city was, you can look it up in one of the books, but uh, the local, some profession, local job, within 50 miles, there were, you know, uh, 32 choices of jobs. I'm just making these numbers up. But if you look and, and you expand that to nationwide, there's thousands and thousands of jobs. Even in just regionally, there's thousands and thousands of opportunities. So instead of picking from one of 30 jobs, you're picking from one of thousands of jobs. Well, if you're willing to relocate, you're, you're more, much more likely to be able to get a high-paying job. Mm-hmm. And those things, when you talk about the differences in the genders, wind up playing out to create these gaps. That does not mean that the person who's earning less is less. Money is not how you judge everything. And, you know, the fact that a, a woman might choose to be near her mother um, or who is sick or near her children or, you know, keep her children where they are and not move them out of a school where a guy might be more likely to do that is a choice that I think we can all kind of agree uh, in the in the abstract is actually a better choice for the woman. But it does not lead to more earning. So, you know, that is a huge thing. And, you know, these, these, they, they do everything they can to hide these things from you because mm-hmm. it ruins their stat. It ruins it. Yeah. We're going to do a uh, serial on the war on women here pretty soon. Yeah. One, of the, one of the stats in that is that in, in 147 of 150 of the largest cities in America, women make more than men, six, I think by 6%. Young women up to 40, I forget the exact stat, but in most cities, almost all the largest cities in America, women are making as much or more than men. Mm. It's, I mean, it's, uh, it's a staggering statistic, and I, I, it'll, we'll find out the exact thing. I, I can't remember all the details of it, uh, but that's, that's coming up. Is that next week or the week uh, after? It's a couple weeks, I think. A couple weeks away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's, here's another um, uh, segment on why there's a, a gap at all, even the 6.6%. But why is there any gap at all? No one knows for sure, as both the AAUW and the Labor Department concede. There are so many variables that drive wages that no single study can cover them all. Few wage gap studies control for variables such as dangerous work environment. Men are vastly overrepresented, for example, on oil rigs. And here's another variable. Men are more willing and able to work long hours without advance notice. According to Harvard economist Claudia Golden, even if two lawyers have the same education, same specialty, 
and work the same number of hours, firms pay more to someone who is willing to always be on call and ready to be in the office when the firm needs them, as opposed to wanting a more regular schedule. This isn't sexism. It's just common sense. I'll tell you, man, I see that one play out in my own world uh, because my wife is a, a schedule machine. She wants, she, she'll do whatever she has to do for her job. She'll do whatever she has to do for the kids. But when something changes last minute, man, it flips her out. It flips her out. Mm-hmm. And she can't deal with my schedule, which is constant change, as you might know. Uh, the Glenn Beck program. Hey, you're going to Bangkok next week. Hey, you're not now. You're never going to Bangkok. You've been banned from Bangkok. <laughs> I mean, every two minutes. I always say the the schedule that gets sent out via email in this company is always the least likely series of events that it will occur. <laughs> I, that's why I always ignore I, it. I hundred percent. I always ignore it because I know it's it going to change. Never multiple happens. times. Never. Yeah. It's in fact, it's not. It's like you think like okay. The most likely, if someone sends something out to you, you think, oh, that's probably going to happen, but there could be a change. I always think of it as like, okay, I can schedule something in the middle of that really important meeting because I know that meeting will not occur that day. <laughs> it's, a, it's that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had, it's, it's, Vacations come and go. You've got a vacation next week. Now you don't have a vacation next week. And that doesn't even include the basic part of this job, which is inherently unpredictable, which is the news. Yeah, I mean, the news at any point can say, hey, you got to come in tomorrow. You got to stay late. You're, you're doing coverage all night. Yep. That happens all. I mean, that's also part mm-hmm. of this job. Mm-hmm. And and I, we live in that environment. We understand that environment. And it's just part of what we do. Now, there are women on the staff here, obviously, who also live in that environment and deal with it fine. But I think it's more common uh, among women to like the schedule. You know, I, you know, you know, Lisa wants to get up at a certain time. And, she, you know, like she gets up before I even leave for work a lot of times and goes and works out because if she misses a workout in a day, oh, my God, throws, off, throws her totally off. Or me, I can work, I miss a workout every day. And it doesn't throw me off at all. Of course you don't. Oh, I no, mean, I'm, I'm, you know, look, I'm at the gym most of the day, you know. That's where I get a lot of my stuff done. You know? No doubt a about lot, that. A lot, a oh, lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people call me a gym yeah. rat. You know, I don't like, I don't like the term, but... <laughs> You know, <laughs> but it's applicable. It's a uh, in a way. Yeah. You know, in a way. In a way. In a way. In a, in a way. In a way that's nothing like reality. Not like reality, no. Yeah, but it's a no, way. I mean, right. Alex Jones says things that are in a way applicable. Takes his not... shirt off all the time too. Why don't you take your shirt off? Let's see. I'm not gonna skip that. No. All right. Um, okay. Because I would like to have some subscribers. You should take some supplements. <laughs> you know, if I took Alex Jones, that would be a fun experiment. I probably they probably mm. kill you, right? If you take an Alex Jones supplement, you probably die the next no, day. Probably. And probably. I don't know that. I mean, that's just a guess. And I have no information. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. discourage you from purchasing them if you wish to. But that would be a fun experiment. In fact, oh when I think about experiments, I think about Jeffrey. How is that? How do you, why? I wonder why that happens. Let me write this by you. You stay over perfect, there for a second. Because he looks like Alex. He does. If, in fact, if, I mean, if you were to lose a few... We could kind of, we could pop you right in there as our Alex Jones on the show. What if we get you some Alex Jones supplements? Will you take them for a month and see what happens? Yeah, I don't care. I mean, there's never been a pill you would not put in your body. Let's put it that way. <laughs> there's never been a pill you say no to. I mean, that, yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet, right. right. So maybe right. we get some Alex Jones supplements and we see the huge transfer. I love this idea, by the way. We get a, a huge transformation that happens to you after you take them. What if you? What if you're like you look like right. Tom Brady? It could happen. Right. 
I mean, maybe well, they just don't work on Alex Jones. With those supplements, yes. <laughs> it's possible. There he is. Look at that. That's basically you. <laughs> we need to get you all. You need to get a lot closer to the camera. but And also have your shirt off, which we do not want to see. Uh, no, we don't. Not right now. Under any circumstances. It would be Ever. projectile vomiting nonstop. Yeah, by everyone in the room. This is kind of interesting, too, because on this uh, day of the International Day Without a Woman, in Melbourne, Australia, they've just done something revolutionary. Apparently, women haven't been able to cross the street oh, yeah. in Melbourne, oh, Australia. Huge because problem. They, when the little sign comes up mm-hmm. the, on the crosswalk that you can walk now, it's a little, it's a little stick figure of a guy with wearing pants. How do you, how do you know? Because there's no hair painted on and there's no dress on the girl. So, so they, women they can't have there? short hair or pants? No, that's right. Okay. That's so right. But now, there? yeah. <laughs> but now there's a dress on the little stick figure. Good. So, and they, it only cost them, well, over $8,000 for six lights. And uh, now the women can cross the street because they put a dress on the stick figure. And women only wear dresses, so we know. Right. Uh, How asinine is that? Right. And it's also just as bad, right? Like right, now you're right. saying, oh, women, they got to wear a dress. Now you know it's a girl. I thought we had this transgendered, enlightened society. Um, you know, what if, yeah. what if a man wants to wear a dress? I mean, Jesse, this is the hearing impaired at Berkeley. Yeah. It's just dumb. So stupid. So stupid. Oh, brother. Oh, man. Did you know that the air in your home? could be as much as five times more polluted than the air outside. That's why uh, we are going to tell you about this yeah. phenomenal pro- uh, product. This yep. is fantastic. Like Pure Breeze. Um, now, if you have allergies, if you have asthma, if you have a COPD, if you have uh, what cardiovascular conditions, all, all of, of these can be made wor- worse by... You have all of them, Jeffy? Uh, if you have a person like myself that has all of them, it will still work, right? Yes, it yes. will. Uh, in fact, you really need it, Jeffy. You really need it. Um, you know, uh, these... Uh, what if, if you have these, psoriasis? Well, I don't, I don't Combination know. Combination skin. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. All I'm saying is it's going to give you healthier air to breathe. So no matter what you have or don't have, why wouldn't you want this? It's the beautiful Alexa Pure... Breeze purifier, mm-hmm. air purifier, four-stage filtration process. So, you know, you, you can buy a lesser product that just has one filter in it and doesn't have the advanced true HEPA filter. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're going to be sorely disappointed if you do. But this has the four-stage filtration nice. and the true pure HEPA filter. Yes. And all for $199.95. And if you're worried about uh, making too much noise, actually has a silent mode on it. Um, if you're, if you want it for, I like the, I like the little silent, the, it's a quiet fan anyway, but I like the little sound of the fan when we have it on at night, but you have, so there's a silent mode as well. It has an auto mode, so you can just keep it on and it turns on and off as you need it, uh, during the day. Um, and it comes with, um, this presentation from Pat, uh, of his hand slowly caressing it as if it was a woman <laughs> with a dress. Go uh, online right now, get alexapure.com, get alexapure.com. Or call 888-895-7746. That's 888-895-7746. And Pat will, Pat will, Pat single-handedly goes into the factory and massages each one just like this. Caresses the front and back uh, before you get it. This, so, is, this is simply the hostess on a game show uh, yes, it is. hand gesture. Yes, that's, that's very that nice. Is. You're doing a yeah. very nice job. Thank you. Uh, 888-895-7746 or getalexapure.com.
It is the Patents to Show, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Yesterday and uh, earlier today, we were talking about uh, Ben Carson's comments about the slaves being immigrants thing. And everybody's up in arms. And honestly, I kind of think rightly so. It's what is it? It's just stupidly delivered, ridiculous to say, and, and not a good way to put it. However, however, Barack Obama has done it 11 times yeah. that we have found. Well, we didn't find it, but... The Federalists, I think. Federalists did. did. And, in fact, in one of those cases, and we, re- we went over some of these on, on radio, but we didn't get to one where he actually did it almost exact right. same comparison that, that Ben Carson did. Nobody cared when it was Obama. Nobody said a word about it. Yeah. Here, here is, uh, this is 2015. Certainly, it wasn't easy for those of African heritage who had not come here voluntarily, and yet their own way were immigrants themselves. There was discrimination and hardship and poverty, but like you, they no doubt found inspiration in all those who had come before them, and they were able to muster faith that here in America, they might be able to build a better life and give their children something more. I mean, that's almost the exact same quote. Uh, it, yes, it is. It is. Um, and it yes, goes on. It There's another good one. Uh, and it, you know, people gave us some flack yesterday, the, the Trump Carson supporters, because if you like Trump, you have to support everything anybody he likes. or Everything. Says. You have to support everything anybody who has ever seen him says for some it, I don't understand this, but uh, because it, Ben Carson was supported and put in place by Donald Trump, now the Trump supporters think they have to love everything Carson says. So Until Trump says he doesn't like him anymore. And then, then it's, completely, it's different. completely different. But uh, the deal was, well, yeah, why don't you look up the definition of immigrant? That means you're going to go to a different country permanently. No, there's... There's more implied than that. I don't care if that's Webster Dictionary definition of it. That's not really what an immigrant is. You've got to be a willing participant in that, right? I mean, immigrating somewhere implies, at least implies, that you're going willingly. Not that you're being chained, thrown into the bottom of a slave ship, and forced to come here and work for free. Yeah, uh, technical definition is a person who comes to live permanently in a foreign country. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I guess technically, I mean, that's, you know... Uh, Come on. uh, You could apply it, but, I mean, really, obviously, the way we're talking about immigration in the year 2017 is not that. It's not not tied to slavery. Look, I can understand, you know, I don't think, like, it was the worst comment of all time from Ben Carson, nor is it the worst comment of all time from Barack Obama. However, you should probably treat them equally. Yeah, And, and, yes... And Ben Carson's delivery on just about everything. What, is, what is so was weird. that? It terrible. was just so terrible. And it was supposed to be. That's how he My talks. understanding is right. That was supposed to be his hello to HUD, I'm your new boss speech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm leaving after that speech. <laughs> that was not inspiring to anyone. Though I, you might think, I don't have to do anything in this job because this guy, it's, it's probably That's take him 45 point. minutes to walk down the hall to my office. <laughs> I'm going to be able to just do whatever I want. I, I do, it feels like he went by an M&M bowl, picked up a big uh, handful, and then didn't realize they were Ambien's before he delivers it. And that's oh, how uh, he is all the time. Yes. This was even worse, yes. though. Uh, it was really. Yeah, I liked uh, really the guy when, when he was here with his, yeah, he met nice. him, his wife. Everything I, I, was too nice. I have come to the conclusion uh, that I do not want him to be president of the United States. Um, however, yeah, no uh, you know, look, uh, he's a smart guy, and and there's no, there's no, I don't have any problem with him per se. It's just a weird comment, and he constantly puts himself in these positions. He yeah, just he says things that are just oddball at times. Yeah. yeah. Which is a little bit bizarre. And, you know, it might be okay for a talk show host or some guy, but you, know, you don't want him as, as a president um, doing that stuff. Though, we do have a president who does that stuff. So. He just does it with a lot more energy. He's not low energy like Ben Carson. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, all right, the microgravity of space, uh, because we're going to be able to travel into space soon with this uh, SpaceX thing. They're, they're going to be taking tourists into space all the time. I mean, it's going to be as common as driving to a 7-Eleven for a Slurpee. That's how common space travel will soon, maybe by next year. That's how common it'll be. So you need to know these kinds of things. Like the microgravity of space can lead to a lot of disgusting situations. If you think carpet spills are hard to clean, try collecting floating vomit. Oh, God. Or desiccated skin. That's really icky. Mm -hmm. The calluses on your feet in space will eventually fall off. Ah, According to astronaut Scott Kelly. Wow. So the bottoms of your feet become very soft like newborn baby feet. But the top of my feet develop rough alligator skin because I use the top of my feet to get around here on the space station when using foot rails. Floating calluses ah. with the potential to enter an unaware open mouth is enough to irk most people. Oh, that's gross. Wow. I don't it, think I want to go on with this article. Is it possible to stop? <laughs> yes. Because then like they stop. go into toilet stuff, which is yeah, I don't want to go. not pleasant. I, I wanna, I wanna, this is not a pleasant not? story. That's what I was afraid of when we promoted this story, that it was going to be too nasty to even talk about. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you know what? Read it. It's at realclearscience.com. <laughs> Uh, and they can give you all the details. We're promoting them heavily here. Real clear science. I'd love to talk to Scott Kelly about that, though. He was the astronaut that, uh, you know, was uh, a year in space and documented yeah. it all. Yeah. Pictures, yeah. Instagram. the one that's married He's to great. Gabby Giffords? Is that him? Is no. That, no? That's a different no, guy? No, that's another different guy. Different guy. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, how about um, why planes don't fly any faster than they did in the 1960s? This is another science one that I'm interested in because it does feel like we, we made this big innovation with the Concorde, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, this is going to change it. And then they, yeah. they grounded it, and we haven't had anything come back since. Right. Um, really, they did talk about restarting it recently, but for some reason that is not uh, financially viable, which it seems like I can understand it not being financially viable um, across the globe at every airport's got 20 of these planes. But uh, you think the New York to London route or New York to Paris a few of these, as we get more of, become more of a globalized society, it's yeah. hard to imagine that that's not worth doing. Um, but the airplane experience really hasn't changed a lot since the 1960s. Uh, tickets used to cost five times more than today's prices um, because of, uh, you know, uh, yes, it's true with uh, inflation and everything. And they I used don't to buy be. It. Well, you don't buy don't a lot of things it. that are true. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. That's you, a lie. You saying you don't buy it is not. That, does this not is, affect a, me this is a made-up story from the airlines, fake news, trying to convince me that what they're charging me now is so much cheaper than it was before. No, it is. Well, they much, say much the cheaper. turbo engines are most efficient flying at the speeds they flow. They flew in the 1960s. So going 400 to 620 miles an hour is the most efficient way. It's fast enough to get you there pretty quickly, right. but it's also economical enough to not be cost prohibitive. Um, military aircraft can go you know, with the turbojet engines more than 1,500 miles per hour in some mm. cases, but that takes a lot of fuel. And so, it, you know, a, a jet fighter is carrying one, maybe two people at most, whereas a passenger plane is carrying, you know, maybe 200 people, two or 300. The Concorde could reach 1,300 miles an hour. Wow. Wow. But he used 47 pounds of fuel for every mile flown and could seat only 100 passengers. That's really something. So I guess that's why. Uh, I guess that was a great ride, though, the Concorde. And when you can get from New York to Paris in two hours or something, that's pretty awesome. Pretty amazing. Um, uh, The new 787 Dreamliner, the Boeing, 
um, has a cruise speed of 648 per, uh, per, uh, miles per hour, but would only use about a third of the fuel, uh, can seat 291 passengers. Um, the speed uh, wasn't worth it for the airlines, and the Concorde, 2003, I mean, it made it for a long time. Yeah, it did. And they yeah. had that one crash. Yeah. That one crash, and, then it was and that was it over. for all of them. Mm-hmm. And they still have them, I guess, in museums and stuff. But it's, it's amazing that there's not even, like, a private one. No. I think, like, I mean, maybe there is. I don't know. I guess I don't know every private plane, but I've never heard of a, a private Concorde before. You'd think some, yeah, you know, yeah, guy in, like, Dubai would be, right. would be like, yeah, give me five of those. Mm-hmm. But no, um, very strange uh, that that's never come back. Because it seems like the type of thing it by sure this does. at this point, I guess maybe we just go Hyperloop and just, just call it a day. You that's know, what, maybe they're, that's that's what the, they're ramming down our throats, right? Did you see the Did you see the little clip of the of the desert hyperloop they built? They built a little test I feel loop. Like we might have showed yeah. it on the show one day. No? Yeah, I think I think we did. I think we did. But they're saying um, 500 miles an hour they can go in that, which is pretty fast. Pretty fast. Pretty fast. That'd be pretty awesome. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents too coming up. Spoons. Got an interesting spoons episode. Yeah, uh, a couple something things. that sounds really nasty to me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, and uh, something else. Two things. Yeah, two, really well, weird we one. have two. Um, so I'll give you the normal one first, uh, the one you might expect for us to do. Well, this is a new Chex Mix uh, popped. Um, it's a popcorn Chex mm. Mix variety, I guess. And of course, oh, <laughs> so it's got popcorn and then the little squares. Yeah. Oh, nice. And the sticks. And several different kinds, uh, apparently, of Chex, it looks like. I got nothing but popcorn. And then are my... these M&M's? Yeah, but so. not official M&M's because there's what? no M on them. Right. No M&M's. So All I right. try to. I think with a Chex mix, you want to try to combine as many of the elements as possible. Maybe. I get nice a, to have an M&M. They're good. Mm. That's a good combination. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Now, what better with an M&M? Hmm. So it's buttered, and then the, you got the regular Chex stuff in there, so it's salty, oh. buttered popcorn. I love these things. These are. They really went over the top with the butter, the mm-hmm. popcorn. And also, these are cheesy Chexes, these uh, lighter ones. Mm-hmm. So you got kind of the normal Chex, the cheesy Chex. Again, I would say... That's good. I'd, I'd have that. Yeah. Uh, I'd buy that. Yeah. I, I, now, I hate pretzels. Um, oh, you do? You do? I hate no. them. Why? So I, I eat all of being around them. But other than that... Do you like the hard pumpernickel regular mm-hmm. in, the re- in the regular Chex? Uh, yeah, they're all right. I like those. Uh, but, um, so that's uh, the uh, uh, scale of one to eighteen. I, I give that a mm. a twelve. Pretty, I mean, it's pretty good. I, I would skip all pretzels, but other than that, I'd do a fourteen on these. Mm. I like it. Pretty high, Jeffy. I like it. A lot. If I was able to, you know, actually try it with the full thing, I don't have any M and M's in mine, so you know, mm-hmm. <sighs> somewhere in the teens, maybe. That is not helpful, stupid. So sometime between 13 and 18. Okay, this one's more exciting. Not really. And this is an interesting one. This, this is one's frightening. Okay. Our own Caleb. Kana, excuse me. This is the first product. Well, I think there was one other, but one of the few products I've not wanted to even try. <laughs> now, look. These are homemade. Okay. What they are are pickled Nasty. watermelon 
Rhines. Well, this is this is this is before this is what you had before my Patriot Supply. Yes. Okay. Because right. this is canned, right. right? This is canned goods. Yes. Now we are. T- and here's the thing: I don't even like, I don't even like watermelon that I much. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. But, yeah. but now what pickled, we are told: anything in the pickled process, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> I like this because Marissa, our producer, didn't even take responsibility. She he's a, she says it tastes like sweet apple pie. <laughs> she won't confirm that. She won't take responsibility for that claim. But apparently Candace says it does. All right. And, um, so it's enough for told me to try. It smells Pat. like sweet apple pie. Now it smells like pickles to me. But let's see the taste. That's because it's pickled. Nasty. Whoa, this one spilled all over. What the I got to say, is it sweet? Oh, I got it's the sour. juice all over this. It's got a pickle taste, mm-hmm. but it does kind of taste like apple pie. A little bit, yeah. A very, very sweet. But also kind of tangy, sort of a little kick to it. Yeah. Can we get Jeffy's face as he does this, please? Because uh, he's weird. Oh. Just eat the thing. I'm not. When is the last time? You didn't put something in your mouth immediately. <laughs> do you Try seriously it. want me to answer no. that question? Just do it. Come on, we got less than a minute. Hurry up. Just take a bite of it, you weirdo. It's not as bad as you think, though, no, it's is not. it? Yeah. It's not actually as bad as you it think. It actually yeah. does take... I would no, not, not predict that. Um, it actually does have a... a, a, a kind of an apple pie-ish kind apple of taste. Apple pie-ish taste. I'll be darned. Yeah, it does. Hmm. I gotta say, I'll be darned. Not bad, <laughs> right? You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna eat the jar full, but no. Uh, but it's no. an interesting experiment. Yeah, um, and I would say most people, ninety five percent, are gonna throw away their watermelon rinds when they're done. Mm-hmm. But this why is would a way you to repurpose them. them? You really can just eat them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Uh, I, I, what would you give on one to eighteen? I don't even know how to rate something like that. Oh, uh, the pickled. Yeah, about an eight, nine. Yeah, I mean, I you know I, I could eat them. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a lot of them. I feel like almost like it would be actually interesting in a pie. Yeah, it would. You know? Uh, uh-huh. Oh, no. No. No? No. no you wouldn't no, do that? No. No. We right. found Jeffy's line. Uh, back in a second with, uh, with more. I'm going to say, I'm going to finish up these Chex Mix in the break. The problem with Chex Mix is it's so hard to get the right mix of stuff. All the M&Ms are on the very bottom of the bag, mm-hmm. you know, and then you wind up getting like a mix of everything else. You got to stick your hand all the way in there, all through the checks mix and everything, just to get one. Is that Don't what you're doing? It, it is what we like to call around here a first world problem. <laughs> um, none of us have starved to death over this problem. Uh, but here's a nice segment from Glenn's uh, The Vault that I think you're gonna love. Dad, you don't think I don't know who Annie Oakley is? You're right. I don't think you know who Annie Oakley is. Oh. That's her. Do you know who she is? No. Really? Yes, you do. Well, I know that she was one of the greatest shots in the Wild West for a woman. Yes. I think for anybody, but the guy yeah. who knows Tim here. Hey, guys. Hey, Tim. Tim is uh, coming to show us a bunch of really cool stuff, some new stuff um, in the vault. And I know we don't have to start here. Is this Annie Oakley's gun? Was this used in the show? This is is one that when she and when she and Frank traveled um, as they're doing their exhibitions, they would oftentimes allow the crowd to participate. So this was a gun Annie Oakley would use to show how well she could shoot, and then whoever's the best shot in the crowd gets a prize. Wow! So this was one that she shot, and on the back here, it does talk about it that it's a Savage model, the 1903, but the show model, and it says yeah. Young Buffalo Annie Oakley. And then on the other side, the Annie Oakley 
Miniature Rifle Society prize. So the uh, prize given away. In February 1904. Yes. Wow. Can you imagine the pressure of shooting in front of Annie Oakley? <laughs> no. That would not be fun. <laughs> no. Not be fun. Even if you're normally not a bad shot. Yeah. Once you're around someone like that, right. you just feel like, okay, I'm inadequate. Yeah. Not many women would make me feel inadequate, but Annie Oakley's probably yeah, no. one. No. And just about that. No, a lot of women can make me feel like that. <laughs> a lot of women. Well, yeah, shooting-wise, no other ways. <laughs> right, sure. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so Annie Oakley is, is, is a fun one we can talk about as we're looking into the vault. Um, Annie Oakley was certainly one of the most famous shooters in, in the world. Um, what's fun about Annie Oakley, though, is... Ooh, she looks like your grandpa. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily a pretty woman. But you wouldn't tell her that. No, I would not. Because she'd let you she run away dead, and still kill she? you. Yes, <laughs> right. she's still dead. She was born in 19, or excuse me, 1860. Her father was born in 1860, or died rather in 1866. So she's only six years old when her father dies. When he dies, their, their family really loses the, the major breadwinner. And so she tells a story about when she was eight years old, there was a squirrel that was hopping across the yard and they were hungry. <laughs> So she grabs a rifle, and I'm, I'm going to go. She's never shot before in her Where life. Where is she from? At the time, um, it was at Ohio. Okay. Um, real rural area. Okay. Poor area. I know very, across very the river poor. is Kentucky, and real Kentucky burgoo is made with squirrel. Well, they, they apparently were very delighted to have yes, squirrel. Yes, people still in Kentucky can be delighted yeah. to have squirrel. So as, as she is watching the squirrel, she grabs a gun. She walks to the front door and she aims, never shot before. She said, I threw it up on my shoulder and I shot and it went from ear to ear on the squirrel. So perfect headshot. Wow. She said, and I don't think I missed again, was her statement. Well, she began hunting so the family could eat. As she's hunting for the family to get food, she does such a good job hunting that they have more meat than they need. So they start taking it to town to sell. So now she's earning income for the family. Well, she does such a good job earning at the age of 15, she's actually paid off their family farm's mortgage. <laughs> no. What are you doing? I, I, <laughs> what are you doing? School. Okay, yeah. So 15-year-olds, yeah. Yeah. You got three years to pay off the family farm. <laughs> we don't have a farm. <laughs> but the mortgage would still be nice. Home yes. mortgage. Yeah, you can pay that off. You can pay that off. So three years is no big deal. <laughs> well, when she was 15, then Frank Butler comes to town. He's an Irish guy, famous sharpshooter at the time. So he comes to town, he's going to put on an exhibition of his shooting. Well, he makes a friendly wager, friendly being relative, it's a $100 wager, which today it's like 20-something thousand dollars. Yeah. So, you know, friendly wager, $20,000. Yeah. But with the owner of the hotel and says, hey, I can outshoot any of these hillbillies here. Hotel owner says, I'll take your bet, calls Annie Oakley. Annie Oakley comes, so she, 15-year-old, going up, at, Frank Butler's about 30 at the time. And it's funny, I know the name, you knew the name Annie Oakley. You know the name Annie Oakley. Yes. Frank who? Frank Butler. Yeah. yeah. You don't know Frank's name. <laughs> no. 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 Well, I mean, there's a famous musical, Annie Get Your Gun. Yeah. And so Frank is kind of represented. Mm -hmm. um, although it, in, in the musical, it shows Frank winning the contest, which he did not do. Mm. Well, so Annie Oakley wins this contest at 15 years old. Frank Butler is so impressed. Now, he's about 30. He says, I need to know this girl. So he starts courting this 15-year-old girl. Today, that's... 
certainly frowned upon. Yeah, that's jail time. <laughs> certainly yeah. frowned upon. Right. Dad is dead, so maybe that explains a little bit. Yeah, there was no... Well, and even, I, you probably didn't make any advances on Annie she didn't want. Yeah, right. She, she outshot you. <laughs> right. She'll kill you, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> right. Um, but she starts traveling with Frank. They, they then end up joining Buffalo Bill's Wild West, and they travel literally all over the U.S., all over Europe. And this is one of the fun things. These little glass balls, as they're traveling around Europe, and if you guys want to see them, these are what they would throw up and she would That's shoot. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. These are the, what they would throw up. And now her husband was part of the Wild West show. He would travel, and they have a, a little, essentially a catapult. And they would throw these up in the air anywhere from 20 yards to 50 yards away from her. She would have a rifle... And with a rifle, she not would shoot. Not a shotgun. Not a shotgun. With a wow. rifle. There are stories that they could take dimes and flip dimes up in the air. And with her 22, she would shoot dimes out of the air. Do you believe them? I do. Because one of the exhibitions, when actually there's, there's, we actually have a playing card. We, we've ordered it. It has not come in yet. Um, but we just picked up, those won't go anywhere. We picked them up at auction where someone held a playing card sideways. And she shot through it skinny ways, sideways with a rifle. How far? Uh, 20 yards was one that we, we've read wow. one account. Of. 20 yards, she shot through the card sideways. And there's a few people today that still can perform some of those yeah. feats, but nonetheless, I mean, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty remarkable. And the guns are different now Very than different. they were then. Very different. I mean, you, these things are not. No, no. The guns we have accurate. now are made to be precise. Yeah. Back then, yeah. you know, these little guns. No, you're close. You're an amazing shooter to yeah. pull it. Well, her husband, Frank Butler, one time threw up 5,000 of these. She shot 4,772 with her rifle. Wow. That's impressive. Wow. I couldn't do that with a shotgun. No. She's doing it with a rifle. But these are just fun things, pieces of history. And why we love telling some of these stories and going back to this is because today, an eight-year-old earning for the family, we would never think about that. But that's the reality of, of part of what we had to grow up with here in America to where now... You, I mean, the, the other generations have created opportunities so that my, what my dad's done for our family, I'm not having an eight years old to go earn for our family, mm -hmm. but that was part of the American the dream is we're time, making we it. still teach, or we, we treat our kids like kids. We and do. I don't think they're kids. And, and, and we shouldn't. Yeah. And, and this is to that end. So this so is a... your butt and get a job. <laughs> I was working when I was your age. Well, and, and they can do a lot more. Young people can do way more than we think they can. Oh, yeah. Because even when we talk about we today... We treat them like kids, and so they act like kids. We do. And even if someone says, well, I've got very high expectations, your high expectations are a lot lower than what high expectations oh, yeah. used to be. Oh, yeah. What we think are high expectations, that's not very impressive anymore. Right. This is a, a public school textbook from 1960. It is a physical education book, so every kid going through public school, taking PE, this is a book they gave to every kid, 1960s, 1970s. What I love about this book is there's a section in here on riflery. So every kid going through public school is learning how to use guns. And there's many things. There's archery in here. Ray, if you want to come up so you can see it. Now, as you go through this, what's really fun about this book is it shows, here's, here's a target. It shows you how to make a target well, apparently if, in your basement. Yeah, if you notice there's bricks behind it, <laughs> yeah. that is an indoor target. Yeah. That is how to capture a bullet. Now, we're not shooting big rifles, maybe, yeah. maybe a 22 short, possibly, but so you can practice at your home, get can you better. Can imagine how many, how many parents would go to jail if the neighbors found out they had their kids making a target practice for a 22 in their basement? Absolutely. I mean, it would be Absolutely. People would go crazy. This is a textbook. 
When, when I was a kid, we learned about this, and we actually built targets for our BB guns, and we had a long hallway in our house, and we would practice with our BB guns, and we had to kind of put up little flags so people knew not to walk in the hallway while we're shooting. <laughs> we, we didn't want anybody to get hurt. This does say, it does say here, for, for more uh, elaborate indoor ranges, uh, just request right to the National Rifle Association, 1600 Rhode Island Avenue, which I think they still are. Specify gun type you'll be using, 22, pneumatic air rifle, or spring type air rifle. And they can give you the right, right specifications what you need to build it. But this, so this is PE. This is what every kid learns in school. You learn the parts of the gun. You learn how to score targets. You learn how to hold a gun, the different positions that you use to become a proficient marksman. And so this is, we, we have a friend in Congress, and he talks about, he'll go to public schools, and he'll say, what, what would I told you? If I said there's, there's a young man who drove to school today and in his truck there is a loaded semi-automatic rifle and there is a loaded shotgun, what would you say? And everybody, of course, is thinking, well, probably he's coming to kill somebody. Uh -huh. And he said, what if I told you I was that student? When I went to school in the 1980s, our football coach took everybody in school who wanted to learn to shoot. But he, he advertised to the whole school, if you want to shoot, bring your guns to school. At the end of school, we'll go out to the football field, big field behind the football field, and we'll teach everybody to shoot. And so this is arguably kids anywhere in the school, he's asking to come shoot. And so this congressman says, I did that one. I was in the night school, 1980s, 81, 82. I brought my rifle to school every day. And then he asked the students, I'd love to ask them. And guess how many people died when we did that? Yeah. <laughs> Zero. Because when you're learning, Annie Oakley... If she is hunting for the family from 8 to 15 and she's earning so much, that girl's going to hit whatever she aims at. Mm -hmm. And if she says in her own record, she says, I don't think I ever missed a shot after I hit that squirrel. She knew how guns worked. And the family trusted her with a gun, clearly, because she's hunting for the family, that she knew exactly what to do and what not to do. And this is one of the amazing things as we look at history, as we think we have high expectations and kids can do great things, when you look at what young people did in previous generations, you realize, wow, I never would have thought that. I was gonna give a loaded gun to a young kid, say, hey, go get us a dinner. Just, <laughs> just go find something. Oh my but that's exactly what they did. Amazing.